You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. Beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host, but I am joined in my hosting duties by two wonderful and stalwart co-hosts. Let me introduce them right now. But before I do that, go to the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts, all sorts of wonderful things for you to enjoy with both your eyes and your ears. Those co-hosts that I mentioned, let me introduce them first. He is a wonderfully talented musician. He also is a host of two separate podcasts that we have here on the Great Geek Refuge. One is Post Game, which is our um, sports podcast. The other one is The Overflow. You know him, you love him. His name is MC Brooks. April 13th, 2023 is the greatest day in Washington history. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I want to state that because of that, that changes everything for me as far as sports. Like I had been boycotting that team for the last like four or five years, but now that he's gone and they've changed the name, I'm back, baby. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And apparently a friend of mine who's a, a Devils fan says that like Josh is a good owner. Like he loves yeah. how he they've run their their hockey team. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Um, and co-host seat number two, a wonderfully talented visual artist. Um, in fact, his art adorns my wall as we speak. Uh, he's also well-versed in all things geeky, nerdy, comic books, movies, TV shows, all of that stuff. So much so that we have nicknamed him The Professor. His name is James Rambo. Daniel Warren Johnson, the guy who created uh, Murder Falcon, also did a comic about wrestling called Do a Powerbomb. That's out in trade, and you deserve to read that. Yeah, I, I made I made a note to 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 check that out because it looked really cool when I saw you post it the other day. That shit is wild. I want to get back on the. We got to get him on the fucking show. Band yeah, band. fuck we yeah. Were, we were we talked about it before, but I would love to have him on. His there's a um a sketch not a sketch. There's a piece that he did of Darth Vader using the Force so powerfully that he's like ripping flesh off of bone. Just and casual and like it's great casually like. Yeah. directing his arm toward them and it's just like a blade just cutting through everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's 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 fucking badass, man. Um perfect tie in here cuz we're talking Star Wars. Um we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian. Uh we are up to in season 3, which we only have one episode left this mm-hmm. season. Um we are now talking about episode 6 and episode 7. Um we'll do them in order here. Episode 6 was really fucking cool. Mostly because, um, I'm not even gonna beat around the bush. Yeah, there's story and stuff going on, and that and that's cool. And there's the whole like storyline of the thing. Like, um, what is um, Katie Sackhoff's character? Um, I can't. Why can't I think of her name? Bo-Katan. Thank you. Jeez, Louise, I brain stopped working there for a second. Bo-Katan is trying to reunite the Mandalorians so that they can take back their home planet. 
Um, but who gives a shit about that? Because this episode had Jack Black and fucking Lizzo in it. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was, well, can, that was... can I say one thing too before we actually talk about this? Please, yes, go ahead. Can, can, can we just collectively agree as a fandom to not post fucking spoilers at eight o'clock the day an episode comes out? Because that's how I learned that they were in the episode because someone posted it on social media. And I was like, oh, what is, what are Jack Black and Lizzo in? I have no clue what this is. And then I saw the picture of her and Grogu and I was like, son of a bitch. The episode's been out for five hours. I was asleep for, for three of those. I, uh, I absolutely agree. I would partially counter with the way I found out was because Lizzo posted on yeah, her that, 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 Yeah, her too, yes. I, saw, I, saw, I did see she and it was And it was unequivocal. It was, she was just, it's the two of them in costume in like a hotel room or something. She's like, I'm in Star Wars, y'all. And yeah. like, Jack like cuts in behind her. I'm like, fucking, um, all right, well, I guess I know that I now. guess now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to say that because I also got, I also got the, the return of a character in episode seven spoiled for me for the exact same reason. Yeah. I, um, I will say this. I agree because it came up again, um, with, with the following episode, like you said, in episode seven, like I went on TikTok before I watched the episode and people were just like blatantly like, well, if you haven't seen it, uh, spoilers, but here we go. And like, they give you like two seconds. You're like, fuck, my fingers don't work that fast. Jesus. (laughs) Right. But with that one with Jack Black and Lizzo, I, I'm not saying I'm okay with the spoiler. Like I didn't know because I just yeah. into it before, and I just watched it, and it was such a fucking delight to see them. Facts, um, but yeah. if I hadn't, if if I had, it had been spoiled, the fact that I saw Lizzo's on Lizzo's TikTok, like she was just like, "I'm in Star Wars, y'all," and her and Jack were just fucking dancing exactly. in their Star Wars outfits, and I was like, "That would have, I would have been like, I got to drop what I'm doing, and watch the shit right now," <laughs> like. I enjoyed every moment of that episode, like, and I guarantee you there are Star Wars fans, like, just gnashing their teeth and tearing their clothes and and kvetching all over the place about how, oh, you can't have these goofy people in Star Wars. Fuck off. It was so fun seeing Grogu, like, absolutely fall in love with Lizzo. (laughs) And, like, Mando being like, oh, he doesn't like strangers. And then she has some snacks. And And then he immediately flips flips over. (laughs) He's like, you got snacks? Oh, we're friends now. Okay. Like, it was absolutely delightful. Um, oh, can we also talk about the other fucking surprise cameo in that episode? Mm-hmm. Fucking Doc Brown himself? Like, Christopher Lloyd showed that? I yeah. That was amazing. He was in that episode. I had to double take because I wasn't sure. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen him. I was like, he looks really familiar. I was like, it's, yeah. that's not him. It's just old another old guy and then by the like i actually googled and i was like oh fuck that's yeah. him he's here yeah and he ended up having a much larger role in uh in the episode too yeah he's he's now in that category of um of people who have been in both star trek and star wars now because he was commander krug in star trek 3 the search for spock and now he was the i don't even know what his name i can't remember what his name was in this episode he was just like the weird still loyal <laughs> to the separatists thing even though that war ended like 25 years ago like yeah. oh i mean we talked about them in the cold open like people still are loyal to a fucking war that ended in this country like almost 200 years ago um so it's really not that shocking um yeah there, there was a really really good joke online though that like in back to the future he was a man in a delorean and now, yes, thank you, Rambo, for that glare. <laughs> now he's in the Mandalorian. <laughs> I guess this is my last episode, huh? It's been real, bud. <laughs> it's been real, but it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> You went and broke him. Exactly. Um, the rest of this episode, it was it was really kind of cool. Um, you got to see I like how Mando still holds a grudge against the droids, which is fucking great. Um, <laughs> as he's like trying to see which one of them is bad, and he's just like kicking them like a dickhead. Like, fucking weird racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like they're basically a species, man. Like quit being such an asshole. What? I'm just trying to find out which one of them is a bad punt. Like, yeah. 
with his fucking best car boots that he's wearing. Um, yeah, that that was like it was at the end of that episode that we got um, we got Bo-Katan reunite like reuniting all of the Mandalorians together. Um, yeah, just good stuff, man. Just she was dark saber back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way she won the dark saber, I thought was really interesting. That was a good way for um, Mando to kind of tie the whole thing together and give her some legitimacy. Um, I mean, any other additional comments on that episode before we go into the big one? Because there was so much shit in episode seven. You know, the th- a thing I keep seeing online, and I think this is this is one of those criticisms that's not unfair, um, is complaints about the stunt casting. Now, I, I, at a certain point, you know, if you cast any recognizable actor, um, there's going to be a degree of like, oh, so-and-so's in this episode. Um, and, you know, I think Lizzo did a, she did a fine job. She did all the things she needed to do. She she read her lines, she had her marks. But she's not going to win an Emmy or anything. Like, it was, right, yeah. she was fine. Um, and it, with that said, there's, you know, this is not the first time a, a musician has been brought in as an actor on anything. Um, but I do wonder when you have three, like, back to back new characters and every one of them is to some degree a stunt cast, does that bug y'all? Does that, do you find it like detracts from the, the, the enjoyment of the show? Like, does it take you out of it? As far as like when it's obvious that it's not the actor doing the stunt, doing the move, doing the no, 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 no. I mean, stunt casting in terms of like um, we got like we got we didn't hire an actor for this role. We got Lizzo for this. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were saying. I was thinking of no, 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 not not not, not, not lot, the not stunt performing. Of... I gotcha. Okay, sorry, my my mistake. Um, it doesn't really bother me because it was fun. Like, and Star Wars is supposed to be fun. Yeah, and like I, it, people can say like, oh, it's supposed to be serious. No, the fuck, it's not. Like, no, it's not supposed to be serious. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And honestly, you know what this felt like? This felt like an episode of the Clone Wars where they would bring in guest uh, voice actors all the time, and like it was kind of cool. It was it was something to get people excited. It's it's something to get people interested in this show. Additionally, like people who are Lizzo fans probably tuned into this shit. And that maybe not have watched it before. It's the same thing with like Baby Yoda. Like, you know, it's bringing in other people to watch some Star Wars, which is exactly what you want because you want more money so you can do more Star Wars projects so you can see all the things you fucking yeah. And not just I complain ca- about the things you hate. Yeah. I mean, I kind of see both sides of it because it, it, it kind of, like on one hand, it is cool. It, it expands the universe and it's just nice to see people who are clearly fans of the franchise get to be part of it also just because not yeah. how big of a deal it is. But I do think, yeah, like there, there, there can be something to be said about it. Cause in some ways it can feel, it can feel like, Oh, you don't have as much confidence in how well the show is doing that maybe you feel like you need to bring a name in to bring eyeballs here that are not, not good. They're not, they're not going to tune in also. And I kind of, I, I can kind of, I can kind of see that cause I think just in in watching it, like I don't, I didn't have an issue with Lizzo or Jack like there, but I do think, like I think to some degree, it can kind of feel like it takes you out of it a little bit, just because you know that they're not actors in the well, at least in Lizzo's case, she's not really an actor in that she does it regularly the way that I mean, Jack Black's been in a, a number of different things also. They can feel very, they can they can sometimes feel like oh, like you can tell like her lack of acting skill can sometimes kind of pop kind of stand out a little bit more because you know everyone else around her has been doing it for so so longer and it can kind of take you out of it a little bit there's not a criticism of lizzo just for the record um so i get to, I, I kind of see both sides of it i mean i i, I love turning this episode so i kind of i, I don't really care <laughs> but, sure, I, but yeah. I, 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 I can't see how like the idea of like needing or having a name, especially a, a modern name, a popular name, uh, come in and be part of it. It can kind of because we, we we kind of saw it a little bit when people were um, reacting to like Meg The Stallion being like ending up in She Hulk um, in the, in the yeah. episode. And even though like the tone, like tonally, She Hulk uh, is very different than than Mando, so maybe maybe fit a little bit more with having her on there. It can still be something. There's still something to be said about like had just having names come in and be yeah. part of things and and 
it not necessarily always feeling like it just fits with the tone and where the show is going and so on and so forth. So I, I see both sides of it. I will say though, like if they had made Lizzo like the villain, for instance, or they made Lizzo have a lot more to do, like she was real integral to this story in particular, I think there might've been a little bit more. Yeah. A, li a little more fuel for the fire for this one. But yeah. Because essentially they were just there. I wouldn't say as extras, but like they had. They're one-off characters. Yeah. yeah so it's so, like so a one-off thing. Yeah, maybe like five, six minutes of screen time total. They came in, you saw them. They were supposed to represent royalty. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah. The rest of the story was about chasing down the droid, about Christopher Lloyd being a dick and like wanting to kill people. Um, and then we went on to the Mandalorian shit where they're trying to like read yeah. all of the factions. So like had it been a bigger role, I could see that. Um it was just it was it was fun. And like yeah. I'm trying to think of other stunt casting that didn't work, that was just like jarring. Um, well, I, I think that, that like having Lloyd show up was kind of weird. Like that, honestly, of, of the, of the three of them, he's yeah. the one that stood up to me the most because that character doesn't have enough to do to justify that actor. I don't think, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that like Christopher Lloyd is, is like Lawrence Olivier or anything, but yeah, it, it, if you have, put it this way, if you have that character or that actor, you are pulling focus. You are drawing attention to that character. Yeah. And it kind of ends up being, I don't know, at, at a certain point, I feel like if there hadn't been all three of them, this wouldn't, and it doesn't really bug me, but it does kind of, like it does, you made me notice yeah. it. You made yeah. me go, stop and go, oh, okay. Now there's, all right. I, so now I'm thinking, you know, I mean, like my brain naturally does this anyway, or I start thinking about like the cast, and decisions and you know how things are shot and stuff like that but it's one thing for me to kind of naturally do that it's another thing entirely for for someone to for, for a choice made on the production end to make me stop and go now now i'm consciously thinking of it mm -hmm. um and i it, it it starts to to kind of have that like love boat weekly kind yeah. of like you know this is the celebrity guest uh uh you know this episode the yeah analogy i like that like yeah and, yeah it's just it's that that sort of i don't know i i feel like if if there was more for any one of those characters to do i would have been more okay with it but because they only show up so briefly yeah. um which is funny because I, I feel like it ends up being kind of the opposite of what i'm seeing with sam which is like if I, I would have been more okay with it if they were more consistent in their appearances. Like if, yeah. you know, when we get, if we get more of them later on, I'll probably feel better about it. But because like yeah. all three of them showed up all at once, it, it really just kind of stood out to me. And I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was pretty yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was one of the, uh, the more reasonable uh, fan critiques I'd seen online. Yeah, um, because it does feel like you you could have gotten nondescript actor A to be, and it, and, it, and it really wouldn't have, it really wouldn't have changed, especially with Christopher Lloyd's character in particular. I feel like if that had been like at least like a two episode arc of trying trying, yeah. to, trying to figure out, then like okay, yeah, I I understand why you. Yeah. Why you why you have him there? Or you but, don't even have Lizzo and Jack Black in that episode. That changes everything, and you make him more of a focal point because yeah. they come to that planet, and he's the one that they're talking to from the but, very very beginning. You essentially cut them out of the uh, out of the story. I, also, I was going to say. I also think, like in thinking about it now, like it almost in some ways kind of spoils who it is because you have exactly you, you have a you have a celebrity you before I could. Who, yeah you you have a celebrity in this particular role who stands out more than like you knew you knew it wasn't going to be jack like or lizzo's character and in terms of like anyone else you came across like he very clearly stands out so it was like oh yeah of course it's going to be him or of course he's going to have a much bigger role to play in this episode because of who you put there yeah yeah, it was just one of those like, it. it I think it, it's it's that that's really it. Is if you had one of them, maybe two of them, it would be it wouldn't be such a big deal. But when you have 
Uh, and, and, and the fact that like two of the three are seasoned actors uh, that are very um, like, like the pop culture icons. Uh, and you have another one of those that just happens to be a musician uh, or singer in, in 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 this acting role. It it calls attention. It pulls focus yeah. so that you know you're 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 not watching the show and like listening to the to the actor play the character. You're like, oh, Jack Black is playing this character. Lizzo is playing this character. Can either of you name um, the character's name? Fuck no. Fuck, no. Uh, no I, I don't. <laughs> if you were to ask me have, right after watching, maybe. Yeah. Right now, yeah. no. I mean, in fairness, I can't do it with most Star Wars things anyway. Like Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris is the character. Um, like, I don't know what yeah. her character oh, Yeah. Yeah. Apollo Creed is running. Which gets really fucking confusing with things like. Um, I, you know, I, I was talking to Katie about uh, Death Watch, yeah. and I know, like, almost nothing about it, and I looked it up really quickly, and Paz Vizsla is, like, you know, like, one of the heads of Death Watch, or was one of the heads of Death Watch, um, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's Favreau's character. No, his character is pre-Vizsla, and I'm like, fucking, all right, yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah. It, it's a P name. It's three letters. It's like, you know, throw me a bone here. Yeah, anyway, I thought, yeah, I thought episode was really fun. I, I, uh, I liked performances for the most part. I didn't honestly. I thought Christopher Lloyd gave the worst of the three performances. Agree. Oh yeah. Um, because he's not a young man and he doesn't really give a shit. Kind of mailed it in. And he just yeah, he's there and he's like, I am Doc Brown. Give me a check. Um, which, you know, I don't fault the man for it. Um, but, uh, I, I liked seeing, there's, there's this one detail that I, that I really appreciated. I liked seeing things from previous seasons pay off. I liked the fact that Mando's experience with, uh, I can't remember the species, but with that, that alien, uh, in dealing. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the fact that because he had this previous experience, he's able to more easily and more more appropriately interact um with the rest of the species going forward like that that was a really nice you know setup payoff and i don't think that was some like long-term goal or anything but that does add to this idea of you know previous experiences matter previous yeah. encounters yeah, actually yeah, have yeah. weight yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, just like how he learned sign language to be able to speak to the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. 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 It just shows the quality of his character that he's like an actual good bounty hunter. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, well, he's not a bounty hunter anymore. Now he's, yeah, just back to doing Mando shit. Um, yeah. Overall, just, yeah, it was, it was a fun episode. I mean, I, I, I agree with your points. I think everything, it makes sense because it does, like, in retrospect, you look back and you're just like, yeah, that was, it was, eh. but, as I've mentioned when we've been discussing this season before, this feels like live action Clone Wars, where the it feels like a cartoon on TV. And we saw the same thing at the end of Book of Boba Fett. It felt like just watching that cartoon. Not in a bad way. It just had that exact same feel. But that makes perfect sense because Filoni is much more involved with this now than he was early on. Um, yeah. In season one... Um, it was mostly Favreau and it like Filoni was involved in the production, but you're starting to see that he's involved more in the stories now. Like it's, and it's cool. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And it, it leads directly into this episode because this episode did the same thing that, um, the operation paperclip episode did, um, where it made me uncomfortable watching the bad guys little by little start showing back up and showing back mm -hmm. up in force. And like, you realize that it's not just going to be an easy win for the good guys. Um, this episode, man, this one was, I, I felt like this was like two episodes. This was like chock full of stuff, man. Man. Yeah. I got halfway, I got 25 minutes in without real, like thinking that was like, going to be like five minutes left. And I'm like, Oh shit, there's a whole tw another 25 minutes left because it was everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, them going back to Mandalore was really cool. Um, I kept anticipating something to happen that didn't. When they bring the whole fleet and they're like, we're going to Mandalore, we're taking Mandalore back, we're taking back our homeland. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's take back the homeland. Um, 
and they have to descend through the atmosphere and they're basically like in radio silence for like a minute or two while they're going through the atmosphere to get to the planet's surface when they were going i, I thought that something crazy was going to happen as soon as they got below the cloud cover yeah or vice versa when they went above the cloud cover to go back to the fleet I thought mm -hmm. they were going to go, and I thought the fleet was going to be just like demolished, and that like the Empire would take them out. That's Which I, I think is that. very intentional too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 because I felt the same way. They, they set it up so that you think uh, you're going to get, you know, okay, well, here, all right, here they're building the tension, and it's like, okay, well, here it comes. All right, well, all right, it didn't happen there, but then it becomes this kind of lingering, like, when will the other shoe drop? Like, you know, it's coming. You know, it's coming. You know, it's going to happen. There's, there's been too much. One, there's been too much positive going on. There's too much good going on. We need to counterbalance that with some of the bad. And, you know, we set up the fact that, like, the the remaining Imperials are pretty pissed about what's going on. Yeah, and yeah. we don't want to let them get a, a foothold in, in Mandalore. So we're going to have to handle that. And then so you get the, the second thing when they're coming up. And you're like, ah, okay, all right. And so you're just, like, the tiniest bit, not confused, but, like, yeah. still on edge. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. the tension yeah. is, hasn't, hasn't, it's not, it's not still amped up in the same way, but you're just kind of still there. Um, I thought they handled that really well throughout the episode. Yeah, for sure. And um, as soon as they were in the caves and they're like, oh, here's the Great Forge, here's the Great Forge. And then they walk through that tunnel. And I'm like, this looks like Imperial tech. This shouldn't yeah. be in yeah. the minds of Mandalore. I'm like, something's fucking up here. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was that was intense. My other thing was is when they were stuck behind the blast doors, why didn't she use the fucking dark saber to cut through the blast doors earlier? Yeah. Also the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> because she didn't. I know. Because like, then we don't get the exposition from Gideon because yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because if every character made the most logical decision, none of these stories would be any fun. Yeah. Would this would have been the finale. We'd be done. 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Phil texted me immediately after I finished the episode. And he was like, why didn't she use the dark saber on the front blast door as opposed yeah. to the black? Why didn't Grogu helped in? Yeah, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we, we got a little Gundam pilot now. Like, come on now. Oh, fuck. That is so funny, too. When he's just walking around going, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes I was like, yes, yeah. Yes. I was like, all right, Daniel Bryan, like, let's yeah, go. That's, that's the same thing I thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny as shit. And he's oh, just taking, he's taking the food from that vendor and he's just like scarfing it, like, like both hands, <laughs> like double fit. Just, um, 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 like, God, it's like, funny. asshole, I have to buy that. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't just steal shit. Like, well, not only that, now that he's got big long arms because of IG 12, like, he goes to try to take the fruit from him and he like stretches it out. He's like, no, no, you're not getting this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but then also like the, the two Mandalorians are fighting. Um, Axe Woves and uh, Pre Vizsla are fighting each other. And like Grogu steps in. He's like, no, no. And it was perfect because a Mandalorian couldn't step in because it would be mm -hmm. showing the favoritism. So like, mm -hmm. I thought that was really kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, the fact that Bo's like, neither side can can choose and so yeah. it falls to like one of the like the only neutral party on the ship yeah which is great yeah i think that and i'm wondering if this is where they're leading with this is that we're going to end up seeing grogu do because i think they're doing this with ahsoka as well like if you guys saw the trailers for ahsoka which fucking looks sick by the way yeah it's awesome. um the quote-unquote bad guys in that don't have red sabers they have a dark orange saber. Yeah, it's 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 red, but it's 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 definitely leaning yeah. uh, a little lighter. There's going to be something to that. I oh, Filoni's already talked about it. Filoni is yeah, Filoni has said that. But like my my guess on this, Ahsoka has white sabers, and the reason why she has white lightsabers is because she stole the crystals for those sabers from defeated um, inquisitors and purified the crystals because the way that you turn a crystal red the red crystals don't grow um blue green purple yellow grow right um the way you make it red is it because it like sinks with you in the force like that's how jedi are able to use lightsabers but like you have to break the will of the kyber crystal to bleed it red 
And that's how the Sith do that. So um, she was able to basically like cleanse the, the, the crystals and turn them white. Um, because she's technically not a Jedi. And I'm wondering if that's the same thing that's going on here. So how does that tie in with Grogu? I have a feeling that these people are going to be Force users, but are not Sith, are not Jedi. And I feel like Grogu is going to be somewhere in that too. Because he's so powerful in the Force because of, of him being the same species as Yoda. But like, you've already seen that he like, he's a Mandalorian foundling, but he doesn't really fit with the Mandalorian foundlings. Yeah. Luke gave him the choice. Luke was like, you can be a Jedi, or you can be a Mandalorian. And like he chose the um, the um, Beskar like little um, uh, armor, uh, not the armor, was, yeah, like, chainmail. Yeah, the chainmail. Um, but like for all we know, like Luke may be in a spot where he's like, well, you know, the rules don't really apply anymore. Like the old ways didn't work because he even admits that in the Last Jedi. You know, the way that the Jedi were using the Force wasn't correct. The Jedi were flawed. So. It's entirely possible that we're going to see a whole new category of force users with Ahsoka, with Grogu, with um, fucking Ray Stevenson's character. Um, like, it's, I think we're going to see some really, really unique shit here uh, with Star Wars in the next coming years. And, like, the fact that fucking Moff Gideon is back, I, like, Giancarlo Esposito is such a great villain. Um, he got rid of his little handlebar mustache, though, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I was a little disappointed in that. He's all clean shaven yeah. now. I liked, I liked his bad guy mustache. <laughs> like, yeah, I was I like, knew he was bad. He had a mu- little tiny mustache. <laughs> I was like, this episode did two things for me. One, I was like, reinforced the idea that yeah, I will watch anything this man is in just because of how fucking great he is, and also, he would make a really good Magneto. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, if 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 you know, if I know the rumors were saying that he didn't want to do that because he's done that type of role a lot, but I was like, fuck, he would be really good if if he if he opted to do that if he joined the MCU in that regard. He would be um, another one who I think would make a good one, and he's and he's. Done. All right, hang on. Let me be. Let me be clear. Um, I know that when a character who's traditionally representing your people, your culture, like Magneto, Jewish, white, you know, um, gets changed for whatever reason. Some people get really, really upset about that. I would not be upset at all. Let me be clear. Okay. Um, the person I was thinking was Oded Fair because Oded Fair yeah. is Israeli and he's Jewish. And I think that would be an interesting thing if they chose him. If yeah, Esposito I agree. wasn't interested. But Esposito is such a fucking good actor. I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Like put him in that role and, and that would be fucking amazing. Um, especially because the X-Men are not about sticking to a certain, it has to be this thing. It, the story is about like the trials and tribulations of people who are looked down upon and who are treated like shit and who are marginalized. That's what X-Men is about. So having people who represent that is what that's all about. Yes, indeed. That and, um, we keep talking about it. There was a TikTok where this guy's a middle school teacher. And he's like, hey, guys, it's superhero of the day. And he holds up an action figure. And he explains who this guy is. And the kids are like, face laser, blaster, yeah. and naming all. They didn't, it was fucking Cyclops. And Beamer. The utter contempt and disrespect for the field commander of the X-Men makes me so fucking mad. He's goddamn Cyclops. He's been on the big screen twice by two different actors. There was a fucking cartoon about it. Like, get your head out of your ass, kids. Do Jesus not Christ. disrespect Scott Summers in my presence. How fucking dare you? That fucking group of bastards. <sighs> um, seeing the Praetorian guards show up after, after, oh. after oh. Bree Visla fucked up every single one of those dark troopers. Mm-hmm. Like, just man, that that's a that's a bad dude. Like. Bad motherfucker kicking nine kinds of ass. Absolutely. And then they and like and I'd forgotten about the Praetorian guards, and then they show up, and I was like, "Fuck." Well, yeah. Let's do it. Fucking vibroblade out. Let's yeah. Let's go, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, that was a bummer too, man. That, I mean, he he saved the rest of the Mandalorians though by by staying behind and fighting so they could escape. Um, just what are they gonna fucking do to Din? Like they've got him dead to rights. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really interested on how this is gonna go. Um, did you also notice that um, 
Why did I just forget Giancarlo Esposito's character's name? Moff, Moff Gideon. Gideon. Moff Gideon. Did you notice Moff Gideon's helmet has fucking spikes on it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So you were saying you don't like Death Watch. You had to look. About I know it. almost nothing about. So Death Watch was kind of like this, like crazy Mandalorian sect. Um, Paz Vizsla was running the show until he got his ass kicked by Darth Maul, and Darth Maul took the dark saber and he was leading Death Watch, which is why the armorer and um, Moff Gideon have the spikes on their yeah, spikes. Yeah, but like I don't know what Moff Gideon's tied to, to Death Watch would be or to or to. Um, Maul, because like if, when Moff Gideon was around, he was still in the Empire, and yeah, Maul wouldn't have been. Maul was like this weird, like wild card in the Clone Wars, so it, it's kind of a weird mix there. So I don't know what's going on. I'm wondering if they're going to explain that or if it's just like it just looked fucking cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. But um, I'm curious. The thing I'm curious about too is because uh, someone pointed, I saw someone point this out that. The name of this episode is called The Spies, and plural, and we are no closer to finding anything out, anything else about that in the aftermath of it, in terms of who could that actually even be? Armor, Axel? I've, I've heard that. I've heard there's a theory that the armorer is a spy. Um for the Empire. The only yeah. thing is, is the only reason why I, I think that she wouldn't be is like in season one, I don't remember what episode it was, but when she goes to her um, forge, there's like five or six Imperial stormtroopers that show up there ready to fuck her up, and she pre proceeds to like smash their faces yeah, in with her beats, hammer. Beats the masses. <laughs> yeah, she does. So like, I don't feel. I mean, but the the Empire <clears throat> it has traditionally shown that they don't give a fuck about stormtroopers in general i mean like yeah <laughs> or any of their ranks like vader be choking out his admirals and shit and, like throwing them across <laughs> star destroyers so like it, it but also it, the yeah. you know the nature of being a spy lower level police wouldn't know yeah true yeah. they would have no idea who she was and in order just to maintain that cover yeah. she'd have to kick the shit out of them um I hadn't considered. Well, I, I definitely thought that there was like some shady shit going on with her. She seemed to kind of like come around to things really quickly, and it it very much felt like oh, the opportunity to um, have all of the Mandalorians in one place uh, and have yeah. them all, you know, and yeah, you know, the fact that she's like, oh, I'll I'll, I'll take care of uh, everybody else. Yeah, I'll handle it. Don't worry about it. Uh, and then the fact that Gideon shows up and he also has spikes on his helmet, yeah. like that does seem yeah. to be a visual so, callback. Yeah. Go ahead, man. So I, I was gonna say, so I, I just I just found that there, there's there's someone there are like a list of bullet points uh, that someone put together. For example, saying the armor conspicuously uh, is in the recon, the recon group on Mandalore surface just before Gideon's ambush took place. The fact she volunteered to go in the first place was questionable. There's a gap in time between when the armor defended her covert against Gideon's forces on Navarro and when Din Djarin finds the new co uh, covert she started on uh, Paz Vizsla. Oh, shit. The armor could have easily been captured and turned by Gideon in that space of time. The armor's seeming new revelation to be more flexible in her beliefs and ally with Bo-Katan after so many years of division would make more sense if it was really a ploy to get uh, um, Bo-Katan and Din and they're fledgling the revolution of Mandalore unity out of the way. And if the armor had been Gideon's agents in season one, they explained other decisions the armor made, like sending Din out to find the Jedi and the path that led right to Gideon and Grogu's capture. Yes, indeedy. Side note, I love bullet points. I'm so glad when people do points like that instead of doing <laughs> yeah. paragraphs. So yeah. much easier to follow. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if to anybody out there who's ever... Um, interviewing for a corporate job um bullet points not paragraphs just so you know good way to go um, yeah 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 Get your points across faster um yeah, yeah, go ahead no, i was gonna say the, the, the it also mentions axe as the other potential um uh, uh spy uh given his mercenary status could have made him sell out to gideon and he was the one that left and immediately volunteered to leave and go up the chute 
Yeah. Yeah. Be like, hey, they're all in one spot. Fucking take them out. Yeah. I don't. Yep. I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of possibilities here. Um, yeah. Do we think we're going to see the New Republic show up on Mandalore? Hmm. Oh, like actually to to help them out? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I uh, I think that they are. Um, comfortable in bureaucracy yeah. i think that um the story overall has been very clear about the fact that mandalorians can really only look out for themselves or really rely on themselves yeah. um tim meadows character is a great example of the kind of bureaucrat you get when uh you have a new and entrenched government um well new and entrenched but like a newly entrenched government um where you know i mean what's his name uh uh, uh paul uh oh uh young fucking, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I can't remember his name uh but ca the, the captain um yeah carson tiva carson tiva yeah. uh when he's like all right let's go take care of this and he's and they're like no there's a whole process now. You there's you know you can't just go running off and doing shit. Right. Well, maybe that's part of the problem is the fact that now we have to requisition things and you have yeah. to like fill out this paperwork and you have like all right works. cool. Well, the bad guys are just doing shit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I put it this way, I think if they show up, it's too much of an indicator that um, something like uh, the First Order wouldn't happen. And we know that it does. And we know that, you know, they're, they're very, very successful. So just by the nature of the fact that that exists at all, that, that tells me that like, no, they're going to have their heads up their asses and it's only going to be after after things go bad and they're like oh shit yeah we uh, should have been doing should just, yeah should have been doing stuff yeah 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 they um there were some really interesting easter eggs for like for like star wars nerds like like turbo star wars nerds um in this episode too when they had the council of douchebags at the beginning where <laughs> um where um moff gideon is like talking to like all the like generals and shit um there's a uh, admiral paleon paleon is from the Timothy Zahn books that yeah. mm -hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn is from. Um, he was Thrawn's second in command. And like, it was funny too, because they had him as just, he was just Paleon. Paleon was just like Thrawn's bitch the whole time. He's like, well, you know, well, Thrawn's gonna come back and it's gonna be cool. Uh, what about Thrawn? Uh, you can run the whole thing. Uh, uh. And like the fact that Gideon was like, oh, where the fuck is he then? Eh, he's not here? Eh, shut up. Like also that one guy, um, his last name is Hux. He's uh Huck, mm -hmm. yeah. he's the father yep. of of Hux. But the cool thing is, is the actor is the brother of the brother of, of the Gleason. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That is um, cool. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of threads going on here. The fact that they're bringing up Thrawn, the fact that like we know Thrawn is potentially yeah, we know he's going to show up in the Ahsoka series. Like, there's a lot of shit going on here, and I think this is yeah. really cool. Um, I just like there's still this like very like hopeful little kid in me that is just like well the new republic's gonna show up and save the day right like they're gonna be friends with the mandalorians because they're good guys but that's not the story they've been telling the story they've mm -hmm. been telling is bureaucracy is bullshit and these guys are so far up their own asses with paperwork and other dumb shit that they're just gonna completely miss this and like the only way that i could see that not being the case is if they want to show that yes even though there is bureaucracy going on there's still people out there who can do good in positions of power. Yeah. And that's a good lesson for what's going on in the world right now. And that would be okay. There's also yeah. a part of me that is just like, why isn't somebody just called Luke Skywalker so he can come and fuck everyone up? Like, <laughs> that would be cool too. You know, yeah. like, either way, I'm excited for how this is going to roll. If it ends up just yeah. being, or like, you know, fucking call Boba Fett. He ain't doing shit. He's riding rancors around and like, you know, sulking around his castle and sleeping in back to tanks. Like, you give him, give the fucking guy something to do. Have him come in. Uh, oh, by the way, do you guys know what Boba Fett's ship's name is now? I want to say it's like the Outlander or something. 
So it used to be called something else because I mean it was called Slave One. Like we can yeah. we can say words. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I know we can say words, way, but like we're not making merch with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that people get mad about like, oh, well, this is the, you know, they changed the name and like, that's insulting to his history. It's a fucking character and they're trying to sell it. <laughs> it's insulting yeah. to his history. How I dare love, Disney oh want to sell merch? Gosh. Yeah. The, the, the fucking fact that an argue, a counter argument for yeah. changing this character's ship's name, this fictional character in a sci-fi story. I know, right? Is that it's disrespectful to history? Yeah, to his history. Like you're was... so close to getting it. I know. You're you're <laughs> almost <laughs> there. It's like he like so it so it bothers you when people like make these changes to, and like and 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 there's historical context to that. Like what what do you what, why why would that be a problem? Is is come on come on just keep going. Just come on. Your, oh, come you're on. almost there. Come on. Oh, God it's, damn it's, it. Uh, the, the, na the name of the model of the ship is the Fire Spray. And I think that that's Jesus. what they're calling it. Which is Fire Spray 31 Class Patrol and Attack Craft is what it is. So I think that's the name they're going with because there is Disney merch that has the ship on it and it says Fire Spray. So I'm thinking mm. that's what they're going with. Either way, like fucking show up in that thing and fuck up a bunch of Imperials. Like he, he would enjoy that. He likes killing Imperials. We've seen that before. Like... I just don't know how this is going to play out. Um, it, it could be one of two ways. It could be it stays grounded and realistic, like the end of season one of Mando, where they're fighting on Navarro. Um, it's just such a great season finale. Um, or it could be like the end of Boba Fett, where it's just like a bunch of crazy shit happening. And it's like, uh, there's a rancor, and there's like these weird like cyber kids and they're fucking shiny speeder bikes and there's a giant Wookiee, but he's, he's black. He's not Brown and he's mad and he's killing things. Yeah. <laughs> like it could just be a mashup. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know yeah. anymore what star Wars is going to do, which is both exciting, but also scary. So, I mean, we, the thing is we, we have at least some kind of idea only because, well, we know that they're, they, that this leads into Ahsoka, but we also know that, Mando's getting not only season four but a movie, so mm -hmm. like it's gonna it's gonna collide somewhere. Um, yeah, with with exa what exactly that looks like or even means since we're clearly years from whenever that happens. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm intri I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see just what that what that's gonna end up looking like. Whatever that ends up being. Yeah, it, it should be it should be fun. Because like I think uh, that I think that they're putting them putting this in Filoni's hands is the right move. Yeah, because he is kind of the heir apparent when it comes to Star Wars. Him and um, Favreau. Um, I I really hope that just talking about the greater Star Wars universe that they continue to let other people do shit with Star Wars because yeah. Um, shit. What's the guy's name? Um, that's doing um Andor and directed um. Oh, uh, Tony Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy. His, his interpretation of Star Wars has been really, really, really good too. Um, and I know that I, I don't think you guys have finished Andor, and like I just I, I ask that take the time to watch it because you'll you'll be like, okay, I'm glad that I watched this. I'm glad I powered through it. it it's I I know that's the thing. I definitely want to. It's not even a matter of like, oh, this fucking show. Yeah. And I, Federico, I promise, I'm going to watch the show. It's <laughs> going to happen. I just haven't made the time for it yet. Yeah. And he fucking loves that show. Like, yeah. I mean, it's good. It really is. It, it's, I really, really enjoyed it. Especially the ending paid off the whole thing. But either way, um, it, I'm just glad that we're getting to see new things with Star Wars. And like, I know that there's other projects in the works and there's a lot of other shit going on. Um, so I guess we'll see yeah. how it's all going to shake out. Before, before we wrap this up, can I ask you guys something since you both might know and I don't? Because this is something sure. I wonder. Um, with the modern universe, like, do we have like has there been anything to kind of indicate what's going on with Mandalore like in like with with like where where Ray and Finn and everyone else is like do we know anything about Mandalore like around that time or is that still kind of unknown waiting to be revealed? 
to the best of my knowledge, it hasn't been touched on, but Mike, you're okay. more plugged in about stuff than I am. All right, so this is the first time, other than the Clone Wars, that they've really like discussed man. I've lived discussed Mandalore, but this is the first time we've actually seen it, other than animated. Um, in the quote unquote like sequel trilogy, um, they don't talk about it. We don't know what's going on with it. Okay. Um, right now, this is somewhere between two to ten years after Return of the Jedi. I know. Yeah. That. So it's it's kind of vague as to where it actually is right now. I don't even know at this point. Ben Solo could already be born. I have no fucking idea because they haven't told us exactly where it is. Um, Mandalore, if you ever played the um, the Old Republic, uh, the Knights of the Old Republic game, you actually like deal with Mandalorians a lot in that. I can't remember if you actually went to Mandalore. Um, wait, no. Hang on a second. In the Old Republic stuff, there was this war between the Mandalorians and the Jedi. Um what ended up happening was is the Jedi council was like, eh, we don't really want to be involved in wars because that's not what we do. And this dude, Revan was like, nah, fuck all that, man. These Mandalorians are killing a bunch of uh, citizens of the Republic. We need to do something about it. So he got like this, like uh, conglomerate of the willing. Basically he was like, Hey, who wants to come fuck up some Mandalorians with me? And they had like an army of people that went with them and there were a bunch of Jedis and they fought and it was badass. But like, the Jedi and the Mandalorian actually really respect each other because okay. the Jedi were like, oh, these guys are really good fighters and they can stand up to us even though we have lightsabers. Plus, lightsabers can't cut through Beskar. I don't know if they ever established that or not. Um, I know that they were saying like the only thing that can cut through Beskar, like you, you saw when he, uh, Mando was fighting um, Moff Gideon when he had the Darksaber that his Beskar spear was able to hold up against uh, the Darksaber. So they begrudgingly have a respect for each other, but Revan at one point realizes the only way to end this war with the Mandalorians is basically to detonate a weapon of mass destruction. It's called this thing called the mass shadow generator. And like, it just obliterates everything. And like, to the best of my knowledge, Mandalore was like, was like fucked basically. Like it, it was like shattered in pieces and stuff like that. So I guess this game is no longer canon because Mandalore looked like it was one solid piece from what I could tell. Um, unless they fixed it. I don't know, man. There's a whole bunch of shit. And Old Republic, in uh, the Knights of the Old Republic is supposed to happen like thousands of years before any of this shit. So, um, they've kind of pieced together the Mandalorian uh, lore. That sounds weird. Mandalore lore. Mandalorian lore. Um, <laughs> from like a bunch of different sources. Um, and like, I'm really glad that we're getting to see more of these characters because you find out like this this warrior tribe and like all of the various sex and how they broke off it does really fit with the whole thing that we were hearing earlier the mandalorians are jews um uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting um how they're all factioned across the uh the galaxy but um i'm hoping that we're gonna see more of it if they're gonna do another they're gonna do some more sequel stuff which was funny seeing fanboys get upset because <laughs> that means one of their favorite theories that ahsoka was gonna reset the timeline is not gonna happen because ray's gonna be in the yeah. movies so yep. I, and part of me does hope I don't know how much of a far fetch it is, but they're able to repair their relationship with John Boyega, and you know maybe do more with his character this time around. I hope so too. Um, in the, I don't, I know they're not canon, but I don't really give a shit. They have these Lego Star Wars specials that they do on Disney Plus, and in one of them, it's set in the prequel trilogy uh, time timeline. Ray is training Finn because Finn is force sensitive. She's training him to be a Jedi. So if they could somehow resurrect that old storyline, which honestly, how cool would that that have been to see yeah. a, a, a a a stormtrooper with a conscious be force sensitive and become a Jedi? Like that would have been yeah. Cool. Well, and they really gave us the okie doke on that one too. Yeah, I was gonna say even before I watched any of this, that was the one of the biggest things that I saw about they dropped the ball with his character and that. Because it seemed like that's where they were going, and apparently they they don't. Yeah, there were so many cool things they could have done with that for sure. But um, yeah, I'm anxiously awaiting what we're gonna see with this uh, with the season finale, um, especially because we know there's so much more stuff coming out with Ahsoka, with another season of Mando, with a Mando movie. Like there there's so much cool shit that's gonna be coming out here soon. Oh, and just so you know, that Manda movie, it's its heavily implied that, like, Ahsoka and Boba, like, are going to be involved with that also. 
Like it's all like that that entire like Mando versus all com- culminating in that movie. Yeah. I really hope they find a way to bring my boy Luke Skywalker back into it because just seeing him was so cool. Um I really wish they would stop doing the whole de-aging thing of Mark Hamill. Like just get an actor. Like but I feel like at this point their hands are tied and they like kind of have to stick with this, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, Sebastian Stan is right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we already work with Disney. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we'll go ahead and wrap things up here then um, because there really ain't much else to talk about as far as Mando. There's tons more Star Wars stuff coming out. We, we hinted at it and we may talk about that at another time um, as far as all the new projects that are coming out because they just had the big fan fest out in England. Um, you know, we'll touch on it real quick. It was so heartwarming. I shared it with you guys in our chat that we have. It was so heartwarming seeing the fans respond so favorably to Hayden Christensen. But not only that, to see how emotionally touched Hayden Christensen was by that. Because that dude got shit on so hard for his performance in the prequels. It was just, it was really cool to see him like genuinely moved by fan support when. 20 years ago, he was ready to never be involved in Star Wars ever again. So um, I think it's a byproduct of the younger generation um, growing up on the prequels and loving those characters and like them being the Star Wars fans who were spending money and going out and doing things instead of these old crotchety, dusty douchebags just like complaining all the time about it. So um, that was that was just really, really awesome to see. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty dope too. I kind of like. I kind of like him. Uh, them being able to get their, their flowers. And also, Ewan McGregor had some said some really kind things mm-hmm. about uh, about him also, which I, which which was also really awesome. It's good to see that kind of support, considering how hated you know a lot of those, a lot of those films were. And I also thought that some of the uh, announcements and whatnot that we got from the celebration were all really really dope. Like, despite what you know certain parts of the fan base may have to say like it feels like it, there's definitely reasons to be uh reasons to be excited about the, the 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 future of uh star wars and what that what that could mean and that even though it you know rise of skywalker was controversial to say the least that they're not shying away from doing more um with those characters and doing more beyond that either yeah they're um yeah, it's. I feel like we're starting again. We talked about this on the cold open. Which, if you would like to hear the wonderful conversation we had on the cold open, go to Patreon.com/slash Great Geek Refuge. Uh, five bucks. That's all we ask, and then you can listen to all of the wonderful extra bonus content that we create for our Patreon subscribers. Um, there's these glimmers of hope. You know, we hear about the negative and we focus on the negative because it's, honestly, it's the loudest. But like starting to hear positivity being like it's starting to gain volume it's starting to get louder like you're hearing this positivity from you and mcgregor um you're seeing that it's like bringing um hayden christensen back it's bringing ahmed best back into the fold Mm -hmm. like i'm hoping that we get to see the same thing with kelly marie tran that we're going to get to see the same thing with daisy ridley like and they announced it we're bringing daisy ridley back like that's awesome they're saying we don't care about this negativity we are here for the fans not for the people who call themselves fans but just complain and bitch about everything it's good stuff um on that note we'll go ahead and wrap up um thank you all for listening thank you for being part of this wonderful podcast journey that we have uh stay tuned we got lots of cool stuff coming up hey may 6th it is a saturday it is free comic book day we will be at tashi station in springfield virginia doing uh lots of fun podcast festivities lots of cool people that are going to be there people you know people you've heard on the airwaves before john st john west johnson like it's going to be really really fun we get to be there we get to podcast there again uh it'll be the first live event that we've done since uh, awesome con um which fuck i don't remember how long ago that was was that 2020 or 2021 21 was it like October, September 21? One of the like two. August of 2021. Oh, okay. okay. I'll, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either way, we'll be there. You should come check it out. Um, check out all the cool things uh, that'll be there. And uh, you'll get to see us too. It'll be fun times. Um, so we'll call it a day. Um, thanks again for listening. Thank you guys. Thanks to, you, uh, thanks to MC Brooks and to James Rambo for being the awesome co-hosts that they are. As always, we'll catch you next time, folks. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
It ain't nothing like a fist full of cash or a blitz full of the hash that twists like a moustache from end to end, spread it like a rash from talking through your walkman or at your disco bash. Give me the Tim Drumple still skin brown, a metal face mask with a built-in frown, a mic to tilt down, a hundred thousand pounds, and see how kilt sound like spilt milk clown. Cocoa butter on a very ashy day fam, Ray-Bans out on the islands of K-Man. Or I break it down for the layman. Bandit Soleil for the Central Pay. Tan, a can of old gold. Too cold to hold, slow your roll. Keep on moving like soul to soul. Hold the dough like a fool stole pity off. Trying to go up against City Hall titty ball. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> yeah, boy.